you know, like I know someone who said, well, I can't smoke weed because when I smoke weed, I just sit on my couch and I don't do anything and I can't even hold down a job. And I'm like, well, you haven't smoked weed in five years. You're still sitting on your couch and you still ain't got a job. So what are you blaming for that now? What's up, baby? Welcome back to another episode of Rated G with Gary G. Garcia and Brian Licata. We are your hosts, Gary G. Garcia, along with my partner in this information, Brian Licata. Doing it again to all our fans out there who listen, friends, family who listens. I want to say what's up. Wishing you all a happy Saturday. Hoping that your weekend is better than your week, and I'm hoping that your week was pretty damn good. Uh-huh. Look at me coming up with new... Uh, that's a good intro. That was a good intro, man. Good intro. That was, yeah, that was the best intro we've had in a long time. Probably, right? Yeah. I mean, the last Probably. few you, you've you've stumbled through. <laughs> I've had a couple that I stumbled through, man. But you know, that's what happens when, uh, you know, you can't. I was be thinking great about the day. word. I was thinking about the word misinformation today. I could be bugging, but I feel like I've never really heard that word before. You know, I feel like back in my days it was just called rumors. Rumors are lies. Mm-hmm. You know, misinformation is like a nice way of saying lies. It's just misinformation. Motherfucker, it's a lie. Or it's a rumor. Mm-hmm. Hasn't been proven. I don't know. I know whatever it is, we do it. Mm-hmm. You know. <laughs> Did you read the article that I sent you that uh, you know, that said we basically, um, if we keep talking the shit we talk, we're going to be considered um, terrorist. Did you yep. read that article I sent you? If you yep. go against, uh, yeah, here I want to, I want to, I want to, sh- I want to show you this because this, this any is kind of cool. anti, any kind of anti vaccine or anti. Um, so you can you can look at you can look at search history on Google over over time. So 04 is when the you know the the history starts. So this is for the the search of the word misinformation on Google with a huge spike in. Uh, would you look at that? March of 2020. <laughs> yeah, there you go. All right, so it's been around. I just October really of 2020. It. Now let's see if uh, I wonder what was it? January 21. I'm trying to think when. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just crazy. Got a, it's got a big spike going up in the future, man. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh look at this. North Dakota has the biggest the biggest searches for uh, misinformation. North Dakota, wow. Yeah, West Virginia followed by DC. And what about like Jersey and New York? We don't give a fuck, right? I guess not, man. No. I just want some names, man. Yeah, someone so that, said someone that said thank thank God, man. Only only twenty six thousand people died today. I said, I want some names. They were like, What? I want the names. I want to know who died. I want to show my respects. I want the names. Would that be considered misinformation? I don't know. Yeah, man, so we're borderline terrorists now. I am not a terrorist, people. Never have been. Looks like I will be, but not by choice, you know, just because that's what they're going to brand me as a cyst terrorist. (laughs) (laughs) You like that one, right? You like how I snuck that one in there? You got to pay attention, people. Every now and then I sneak in some diamonds. Uh... You know... But I am not a terrorist. I like to make that clear. I also like to make it clear that these are just opinions, and our opinions don't necessarily uh, mean that the platforms that show our show agree with us. So let's get them off the hook, all right? 
trying to I'm trying to find the uh, the the thing from the Department of Homeland Security, the actual uh, threat. Yeah, yeah, like the real the summaries of the of the threat. So I got to go to the national. It's not important, man. Uh, Nothing the government's doing now. It's pretty important to me. I mean, it probably is. You know, it's gonna have a a lot of uh, repercussions off all the shit that's going on. But who cares, man? At the end of the day, who cares? Um. Some other stuff going on. What do shit? What do we have to talk about? I was just thinking about. I want to talk like, about. I just I just finished watching um this uh movie called The Fix. Mm-hmm. It's a documentary mm-hmm. of episodes, and it's uh, uh it's uh, narrated by uh, Samuel L. Jackson, and um it's fucking dope, dude. It's like it's like uh everything that we were taught or that we know about drugs and drug addiction and, and the war on drugs is all wrong. You know, once again, a whole lot of misinformation yep. is the manipulation of information is really what it is, mm-hmm. you know? And that's been going uh, on forever. Since, well, <laughs> since the beginning of the war on drugs. No, no, First I just mean misinformation in, ge- in general. Uh, uh-huh. like yeah, the, yeah, it just yeah, used to be called the, rumors and lies back in our day. Right. Or the yeah, truth. they lied. Or yeah, it was the truth. They lied, is what they basically did yeah. to create these these drugs. You and know, people, they say just, that when drugs... Just, we got to be clear. Every government has done this over the history of the course of time. This ain't nothing new. Oh, uh, no, no. But in fact, like, the the drug war going out to all these different countries and all of them joining along... Yes, this is all... all did, did have a lot to do with America. Yeah, yep. All right, so let's, let, let's dive into this, man, because I, I can talk about this for episodes and episodes of podcasts so let's let's talk about the well, show you're watching it's called the fix the fix and they go into like everything we know about the history of it is wrong everything we know about uh uh the effects of it basically mm-hmm. you know they went on to talk about um like what do we know about addiction and how they say like they put they put in our heads that there's some drugs out there that if you take it boom you're instantly hooked mm-hmm. you're addicted because they're physically addicting you know like heroin and yep. uh, math. And they said that the way they came across finding this information out was they took a mouse mm-hmm. and they put him in a, you know, in a box and they put water that was clean water. And then they had another water that had heroin in it or, or meth. Right. And they were saying that the mouse will always go to the one with the meth or the heroin and he'll continue to drink from that one until he overdoses and dies. Mm-hmm. So with that, they came up with the conclusion that those drugs are so chemically addicting that you will actually keep doing them until you die. Like, it's not even a choice. Right. Yep. That's what we've been taught. Yep. Um, Which isn't true. A scientist because, yeah. looked at it and he, he, looked at, he looked at the test they were doing. And basically what they were doing was they were putting a mouse in a box. Mm-hmm. And like Caged a box. Up. Caged up. Yeah, like in a small box. Like a prison One up. tube of water. One, two with the drugs, and that's it. And the, the mouse kept going back to the one with the drugs, which who wouldn't? You're locked in a box. Yep. So there's one scientist saw that, and he said something seems a little wrong with that. So what he created was a big, I think he called it Mouse World or something. Rat, rat Park, right? Rat, rat Park. park. Boom. Yeah. That's yeah, what I got he it created. Up. I got it up right here. Canadian psychologist, Bruce Bang. Alexander. So point. It, it's interesting. Um, I, I got the article up here. Let me, let me yeah. pull it. I got the Wikipedia page. But this, so... So what he did was he created what he called Rat Park, which was huge. He put all the foods that rats love. Yep. He gave them places to burrow, put wheels in them, 
and then threw a whole bunch of other rats in there. The number one thing they were doing was fucking. That was the number one thing. They said they were fucking all the time. But interesting enough, no mice died of overdoses because in that park, they also put the water and the heroin water right. and they all went to the regular water. Every now and then they would take a little taste of the heroin water, but then they'd leave. There were no overdoses at all. So what they found was when you give the mice the things that make a mouse's life fulfilled, then the mouse ain't going to the drugs. Doesn't even ain't even interested in it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, man. And so it says that uh, you know, that addiction has a lot more to do with 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 the drug or the chemical, you know, the chemical addicting. Not they're not saying that there aren't some stuff that make you crave it, you right. know, that make you want it. But they're just saying that the whole idea is not the drug. It's the fact that you're lacking something else, which I've always said. You know, I, I always say that uh, if you don't love yourself, that's what leads to all those other things, you know. Right. And that's just my shit in a nutshell. They kind of break it down more, you know. But, like, if you're fulfilled in life, then you're not going to be addicted, you know what I'm saying, to the point where it affects your life. They also said that only 3% of drug use actually ends up with something negative. Three fucking percent. Really? Three yeah, percent? 97 percent, 96%, 97 of drug use. No negative, no negative uh, effects at all. The person does their drugs, they go to work, they do their thing, they come home, they do whatever. Right. You know what I'm saying? So when it comes to addicts and, and it being like really negative in a person's life, uh, when it comes to taking drugs, three percent. Three percent is the actual fucking number. You know, and, and if this is misinformation, then it's coming from, you know, from Samuel L. Jackson in the movie. But I've also read this in other places, too. You know what I'm saying? It's not like it's the first time I ever heard it. Yeah, man. The, the thing that has happened, you know, most recently, too, is you have to look at, you know, drugs from, you know, that perspective that, that you're saying is, you know, the, the misleading portion of it. But then you also have to look at it from the, the, the monetary suspect, uh, like, like aspect of it. Like right now, all, all the major rehab companies in the United States are all backed by hedge fund money. And they, they're, they're, they, the, the rehab industry used to be all these small little mom and pop places yeah. you know, who had like a kid who, who was a drug addict that they wanted to get help or, or something else. And they were kind of like almost like little religious things, but not, not always super religious. You know, some of them were religious, some of them weren't at all. Uh, yeah. but then because of the opioid, like increase in opioids that were on the street and the need for the treatment facilities, all the hedge fund money came in. So what they, what they did too, is they classify drug addiction as a, as a disease. And then that way it is covered under, under health insurance. So like th these places, bro, like places that, uh, you know, I have friends who work at, like it costs like the insurances will pay anywhere from a thousand to two thousand dollars a day to keep somebody in for detox, you know, and they're making a shitload of money on it. Oh yeah, well they were also saying that on money it. on it that when when the drugs when all drugs were legal in America, which a lot right. of people don't realize, they were all legal. Right. Um, the always legal first, you know. Oh yeah, it was it was all completely legal, given yeah. by doctors over the counter. Some on you know some stuff you can get right off the rack. <laughs> um, they ran in and started arresting all those doctors when they made it illegal. They went in and started arresting all those doctors and they said and instantly it became underground. Instantly. Like when the next day people were already hustling it. You know, this right. one dude, they actually named the first drug dealer ever, some Jewish guy, of course. Um, 
who was the first drug dealer ever as far as illegal. But you want to know what they dropped? They said that when it was legal, the addiction problem wasn't that much of a problem. Right. They had a few people that were getting addicted and they had hospitals where those people would go and they would help to take care of them. Right. There weren't no people running through the streets, um, you know, bugging out like they like to make us think. The, the, the real problem was alcohol. That well, was the funny thing. Yeah, is, that was that. That's always been a big problem uh, among but people don't everywhere. realize is alcohol became illegal. You know, they 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 right. they, they made yep. it illegal, and that went and, that went and the minute the minute they made it illegal, mm -hmm. then all of a sudden violence, organized crime, the mob, all the, all that crime. shit. Yes, you know they said they said everybody knows who um who was that bootlegger back in the day that everybody talks about. I mean, Al Capone. And Al all Capone. Those, yeah, all those guys are bootlegs. They say but, but everybody the knows. Man. Yeah, the Kennedys. That's how that family got that's started. That's how they started their Rockefellers, yes. too. Bootleggers. Yes. Yeah. Um, bootleggers. Hey, but straight up. Can you turn that fan off for me? Thanks. Just the, ba the bathroom one. Thank you. Sorry. But Sorry, the dude G. drops it. He says, everybody knows Thanks, the darling. name of Al Capone. Right. You know, everybody knows Frank White or Alpo or all these people. Nobody knows who runs who the head of Budweiser is. Right. They said not even the people who work for Budweiser can name you who runs Budweiser. <laughs> they don't know who the person is. Why? Because there's no, because when you make shit legal, then it becomes just boring business. Right. And you turn these gangsters into just boring businessmen. Yeah. Uh, that, I mean, you see it with, with how uh, weed getting legalized everywhere is like that. I mean, uh, around the corner from here, they have all these uh, like franchise. All the dealers uh, became people I could beat up. Yeah. <laughs> all the dealers became people that I could beat up. <laughs> kind of shit is that? <laughs> you know, and they're yeah. saying too, like we've been lied about the violence of drugs. How you're gonna run out there and bug out and do all kinds of crazy shit? They said that the the, the it's like. Something like two percent, three percent of people who do drugs actually run out and bug the fuck out. Yeah. So there's 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 actually a guy that I was I was telling you about. His name is Carl Hart, right? He, and he's a doctor at Columbia. We were talking about this on the phone, and I've actually emailed him back and forth a couple of times. I've been trying to get him on the show, but he wrote this book, um, in which he outlines how he uses heroin recreationally, consistently. And dude, I could never fucking do that. <laughs> I don't know how this dude does it. But his argument is worth listening to. And that's all I'm yeah. saying about it. His argument is, is it's really worth listening to because this guy is super smart. He's got a PhD. He's employed at Columbia. And, and he also put his, put his ass on the line, uh, you know, with his career, going out like public with this kind of stuff, man. You know? Yeah. Like, I mean, yeah, they say that all drugs, all drugs are like not as deadly if used correctly as they would like us to think. You know, and then what's that dude's name that started this whole drug war? But anyway, before you even get into that, the dude who started the whole shit R, starts with an A or something, some dick who made everybody fucking afraid of shit because uh, he was a fucking stick in the mud. But either way, they were saying that the violence in the drug game doesn't come from the drug users. Your average drug user, average, you know, is nonviolent. Right. The average drug user is nonviolent, which makes sense. Right, because the, the, crime, the, the crimes is, that the average drug user is going to do is going to be is, is going to be minor theft, you know, petty theft and, and shit like that, if any at all. If any at all. They said the percentage yeah. is so low, it's, it's insane. And you would think it's like 90% of people, 80 or even 50%. And it's not the case. The case is most, your average drug person goes home, goes to work, does their drugs, enjoys their time, and goes about living without it being a big 
effect on their life. That's the average. No doubt there's people out there who get caught up, but you know, like I know someone who said, you know, I can't smoke weed because when I smoke weed, I just sit on my couch and I don't do anything and I can't even hold on a job. And I'm like, well, you haven't smoked weed in five years. You're still sitting on your couch and you still ain't got a job. So what are you blaming for that now? Stop blaming fucking drugs. That's what I said. I said, listen, all drugs should be legal. They should be legal. What a person decides to put in himself should be his fucking choice. You know what I'm saying? Straight up. But if you should commit a crime, which most people won't, and it's been proven because the, 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 the rates of crimes dealing with drugs back in the day when it was legal was nothing. You know what I'm saying? Now they want to always bring the drugs into it as the drugs is the motivating factor as to why that person did the crime. Yeah, the hard, the hard thing though is when you compare stuff to like, like, like back then, like the world was a much different place in, at the turn of the century. You know, there was, there was maybe 20 or 30 million people in the U.S. at that point, you know? And it's like, I mean, it's grown like, let me see what the U.S. population was in like 1920. 1920. But does that really population. make a difference in a sense? Because it doesn't. No. Because nothing's it, really changed. I mean, no, no, it doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't. It doesn't make a difference about the, 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 not the drugs itself, but the effect that the drugs have now produced on the society because of how, like, you know, it's all situational shit. Like all these well, people. Yeah, I mean, but the argument is the effect that, the argument in this movie is oh, that the shit. effect that, the negative effects that drugs are having on this, on this world in itself is basically, basically due to, you know, the governments that are creating all these laws. And they said the more, the more tighter they make the laws, all they're really doing is creating deeper black markets and deeper, you know, and they're saying all the drug violence, they go the drug violence, they go, if a person goes to a liquor store and steals a bottle of liquor, the owner of that liquor store can call the cops. Mm -hmm. Cops come, they arrest that person. Right. Get your liquor back. But if you sell drugs, since drugs are illegal and someone comes and robs you, can't go to the cops. The only alternative you got is to handle it yourself. And you have to handle it in a way that makes anybody else think that if they want to rob you, that would be a very bad idea. Right. Because that's the only way you can protect your business. You know what I'm saying? I mean, that's so, how everything was before, you know. Uh... But when it was all legal, they didn't have those problems. Well, I mean, you would have those problems in your regular business. Like people would try to fucking stick you up, you know. Seven <laughs> Eleven doesn't hustle drugs, and they get robbed probably yeah. more than any other fucking. You know, that's a whole that's a whole individual thing, right? Yeah. But going back to what I was saying, you know, like if drugs are legal, right? I'm not saying that you know, um, there shouldn't be consequences. I, you know, me, I'm very big on accountability, right. and that means that if you should do a drug, I mean, if you should do drugs. If you should get high and get caught up in a situation that you create a crime, you should not be allowed to say, well, I was on those drugs. And then that's used as an excuse. Mm -hmm. You I'm saying? You can't sit there and go, well, I was on crack. The reply, the answer to that should be, okay, well, you're going to jail. Right. Because while you were on crack, you did this. But I was on crack. Well, you have a lot of time to think about whether or not you want to smoke crack again because right. you're going to jail. Yep. You're not going to jail for the crack. You're going to jail for the crime. Yeah. You know, yeah. you're not yeah. going to jail for the heroin. You're going to jail for the crime. But you can't use the drug as an excuse. There should be no excuses when it comes to drugs. Everybody knows that drugs have some sort of effect on you. Yep. Yeah, they're powerful, man. I mean, it's, it's like the same thing if you get a you know, DUI. You know, you, 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 you crash a car, you hit somebody, you get a DUI. Like, you, you go down for that. It doesn't matter that you were, you were, you were drunk. 
<laughs> no, nah, the worst, I think the worst drug is alcohol. And the reason why I think it's the worst drug is because people don't think it's a drug. It's you know, powerful. so many people drink alcohol it's, and don't think it's a drug. It's so powerful and it's so widely available. Like so, so widely available. I grew up with weed being the gateway drug. That's right. what they always called it. It's the gateway drug. Gateway drug. It's your girl, Nancy Reagan. You can thank for that, bro. The gateway drug. That's the dumbest shit. Like I said, they come up with these words, man, and people eat them up. Because in all reality, I don't know many people. There's a few who tried weed before they ever tried alcohol. There's a few. But your average person drinks before they ever touch a joint. Yeah, man. I mean, I, I probably... Especially had my in the 70s and 80s when that terminology came out in the 80s of, of gateway drugs. When I was coming up, it was the gateway drug. So in the 70s and 80s, marijuana was the gateway drug. But in the 70s and 80s, everybody was drinking. Yeah. If someone pulled out a joint, even in movies back then, when they put, oh, you got weed? Like, they, it wasn't like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, but they drank like motherfuckers back then, man. Everybody, dude, <laughs> drinking and driving in my day was not going to a bar and drinking and then getting behind the wheel. Drinking and driving was getting behind the wheel and bringing some drinks with you in the car. And we all got drunk while we were driving, which is dude. the better way to do it. <laughs> it's the better way to do it because as you drink and become to get fucked up, you're driving. So you're making the adjustments, you know what I'm saying? You start to right. see, so you start to make those adjustments as you're driving. When you've been sitting at a bar all day, right. getting drunk, and then you stand up and everything hits you, and then you get behind the wheel, you're not used to it. You didn't get no time to work into it, you know? I'm Dude, telling my, you, we used to my, fucking drive. My, yeah, my mom used to tell me, like, they would, you know, drive down to Florida, like, from Jersey as kids in, like, you know, 1965. And every day at 5 o'clock, my grandfather... You know, my, my grandmother would get the cooler from the back. She would bring it up front. And from 5 p.m. until they got to the hotel, my grandfather would crush a six-pack behind the wheel. And then they pull into the hotel. My, my grandmother would make sandwiches or dinner. They'd get some food. They'd have a couple drinks, go to sleep, wake up in the morning, and then keep driving. All the time. Like, like, like it was nothing. You know? It, it, was, it, was, it was no big deal then. My father's car, the floor was filled, filled with empty beer cans. Filled with empty beer cans, running back. I remember there used to be the thing of don't throw your beer cans in on the floor by where you drive because the can can roll underneath the brake right. and stop the brake. That used to be the thing. Make sure you don't throw your beer cans in that. You know what I'm saying? I remember one time my father got pulled over. We were going home and he was drinking. We were leaving the bar. He was drunk. We're going home. I must have been like six, seven. And uh, you were at the bar with him. Yeah, yeah, I used to chill the ball all the time. He'd give me quarters to put music right. in the in the in the in the box or play the bowling, that sliding bowling with the disc. Oh, thing. dude, love that the shuffleboard bowling. Yeah, shuffleboard bowling. Oh, I used man. to play all day, but it was funny because it was Manhattan, so all the music in the in the machine was all Spanish. Oh, you know? cool. Okay. So I don't speak Spanish. Right. But there was one song be called, called "Before the Next Teardrop Falls," which was in Spanish and English. You know what I'm saying? And I used to, it was the only one that had any English lyrics. So I used to play it. My father, my father gave me like $5 and quarters and I would just go in there and play that shit $5 worth over and over and over again. All the dudes, they were like, yo, tell your son to stop fucking touching the fucking jukebox. <laughs> and I would just play it over and over and over again because it had, it had English lyrics. That song, whenever I hear it, it's an old song. But I still know all the fucking, all the lyrics. That's it. <laughs> If he 
wish you both the best. Freddie Fender. It's your happiness that matters most of all. I'm a romantic dog. That's the shit. But if he ever breaks your heart. If a teardrop ever starts, oh, dude, yeah, I can I'll see. I'll be I can... there before the next teardrop falls. And then he break it into Spanish. He think it Adivas puedes hablar. I even know that's how I learned some Spanish. That song. <laughs> they hate it. I could just, yeah, man. I can just imagine you, man. All the, all the, the guys in there just trying to get drunk, you know. <laughs> and that song is playing. Some of them are trying to forget about their wives, going through divorces. Now I know why everybody was crying. Oh, man. But anyway, we're driving home. We get pulled over. Beer cans all over the floor. The guy says, the cop says to my father, how far are you from home? My father says, I'm two blocks up. You know what he said? Do you think you can make it? <laughs> That's what he said. Do you think you can make it? He said, yeah. And he goes, all right, be careful. Beer cans everywhere. Let us drive. Yeah. He wasn't breaking the law. There was no drinking and driving law what back do you, then. What do, you, what do you think? It was just an accident. What do you what do you what do you think the the change was? Do you think it was like a lot of like kids getting hit and people getting hit, sued? Yeah, hit and runs, mothers. You know, the and right people, mother lost the right mother lost her kid. Yeah, and then it become it became mothers against drunk driving, and then that yeah. created all the laws and shit. If I'm correct, yep. that yeah. could be misinformation. I might be wrong on no, a step think, or two, but yeah, it's, but it was the mothers who started it. The right the right kid. Went out there and got hit. I mean, I know a couple of kids in my days, man, rest their souls, who got hit by drunk drivers. Yep, same. Um, I'm fucked up. Yeah, man. So, I mean, you know, it, it, it's, a, it's a good law. You should not be allowed to you know, drink and drive. Yeah, yeah, it's a good law. You shouldn't be allowed to drive. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not condoning drinking and driving. The point I was trying to make is that alcohol, to me, is the most dangerous drug that's out there. Everyone out there. Yes, you know, I wholeheartedly agree with that. Smoking weed or judging people for doing whatever, and they drink. Brother, you do drugs, too. You do drugs, too. Yeah, that's man, I mean, drug. dude, this it's this a powerful drug. This Cuban coffee that I drink, these double espressos, it's fucking, it's a powerful, it's a powerful drink, man. It will get your yeah. heart racing. It will clear you out if you're not used to it. Like this, it, it will fuck you. It will, it could fuck your morning up if you're not used to one of these. You yeah, know? and don't get me wrong. I personally don't think there's anything wrong with drugs if you do it. You know, if you do it right, if you do it in moderation, and you do it right, well, and and it's, it's not affecting it's, your life. It's then, a matter you know. of what kind of person it turns you into, right? Like, like me, me, you know, drinking six of these a day is 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 probably not good, but it's not going to make me, uh, you know empty my bank account out and, and keep going. To well, that's the, the thing. When you start, uh, you know, when you start acting, acting different as a yeah, result, like, like, like if you're doing cocaine and you run out of cocaine and you cut the straw and then you lick the straw, <laughs> scrape that, it that, out. That's, that's, that's understandable depending on how much, you know, but once you start eating your boogies, once you start digging in your nose and going, because you take this little cocaine and those shits, then you might want to go seek some help. What if it's a big rock, G? What if it's a big rock that you know is caught up there that didn't go up all the way? Can you that that it? it didn't even dissolve. You just pull out still white. Yeah, 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 yeah. And you could break it down and still sniff it again. Would you you can still it? break it down. Well, if you could break it down and still sniff it, come on. That's not really junky. And that's just, that's like when you make chicken cutlets and you take the left, what's left of the eggs and you throw the breadcrumb in there so you don't waste no food. That's all that is. <laughs> yes, sir. Oh, man, I love me some chicken cutlets. But man, ah, yeah. I made some chicken cutlets yesterday, man. It came out great. Yeah. Uh, would you fry them in olive oil or butter or what? Butter. Margarine? Everything yeah. I do is in butter. 
Yeah, I do. Uh, I do. All my food will kill you eventually. All my food will kill you eventually. The clog is shit. I do everything in butter. But it was delicious, man. I made some of that with some chicken flavored rice. Goya. Big up to Goya. With yeah. <laughs> did chicken flavored rice. It's delicious. You know. But yeah, man, I, I found this thing. I'm still not done with it because now they're talking about, uh, you know, they break each thing down. I'm still not done with it. Mm -hmm. um, but I find it very interesting, man. You know, um, <laughs> even the fact of how, like, no one's ever been able to really notice or care to notice that the shit is all a scam to make money, to get politicians elected. It doesn't matter because it's not, the more laws they create, the more people go to do it. All right. So this uh, is an easy way for, for anybody to understand uh, the implications of the drug war and specifically with our relationship with Mexico. If you watch Narcos Mexico and you see that, did you, have you seen the show, Narcos Mexico? No. Oh, dude. It's a fantastic show. You, you got to see it. Do you know the history about like the, the, how the drug cartels came to be? Uh, I mean, I saw uh, the one with um, what's his name, Pablo. I didn't yes. watch the second season. Yeah, so that's there was there was the original Narcos, and then they did the the Mexico version of it. Yeah. But, but basically, there was this guy from Sinaloa, who, in the seventies and eighties, banded together all of of these like outlaw, kind of banditos, dude. It was all just like small small regional gangs that controlled little pockets of Mexico. There was no like conglomerate. Right. So this guy banded everyone together and turned it into like a huge corporation and they were all working together. But what happened was they they ended up uh, killing this DEA agent. His name was Kiki Camarena. And then the entire Mexican or the U.S. government came after him, arrested the guy. And then from that splintered into all the factions we have today. And that's when, when, and when Chapo, El Chapo took over. And that's what they're over. saying. Yeah, they, and that's, they're when saying. The, that's, that's when the violence started, bro. Because when, when the other guy had it, everything was cool because everyone was making money. That's, that's exactly right? what they were saying. They were saying that, you know, all when, that they, when, they arrest, the US. when they arrest a drug lord, yeah. when they arrest a drug lord, what they do is they create more violence. Mm-hmm. That's what they do. Because yeah, it's a power vacuum, regardless, man. Yeah, regardless of how violent it may be under that drug lord, people are under him. There's rules connected to him. Once you get rid of him, then it becomes the, the power struggle to see who's going to get that spot. Right. No one sits there when they, grab a, when they grab like a head dude. No one sits there and goes, oh, they got this person. That's it. We're all pulling out. No. Mm -hmm. The minute they arrest the head dude, boom, instantly more people are trying to take that spot and that's where the violence becomes. So really, all these laws do is create more violence. It's been proven. The same misinformation, people. And, do your and, own research if you don't and, believe and me. And not to mention how much untold <laughs> money we fucking spend, man, trying to lock down the border, arresting people. Then we have this, like, migration crisis. Like the, the, but then we're also the, the ones helping to get the drugs into America. Correct. Our government is also the people helping to get those people Correct. into America. So at the so, same time that we're arresting them and spending this money, they're making that money back on the back end through the drug sales. Right. And, and the migration crisis that, that it has created in the U.S. Because, because, you know, listen, do your own fucking research. What happened in Guatemala, exactly. Honduras, El Salvador, Venezuela, uh, Colombia, all, all of these, these Central and South American countries, Panama, in, in one way, shape, or form, had American influence. Look, the Panama Canal, the U.S. fucking built that shit. 
yeah. we're ingrained Dude. in their culture, bro. And, and when communism was spreading, the U.S. government got in there, started uh, you know, funding anti, anti-communist movements with yeah. drug money. And they yeah. were bringing the shit in. Like this, it, it, it's, all, it's all true stuff. You know? Oh, yeah. Do your own research, people. Don't take my word for it. Look it up. You know, that's what we do. We don't, we're not giving information for anybody to sit there and go, oh, that's – no, double check it, man. Feel free. He does it to me all the time. You know what I'm saying? I'm not double even going to bother looking saying. this shit up because I know it's fucking I know it's, yeah, yeah, this is all I'm just not, factual shit. You can look it up. You can, you know, you, you, know. Can, you can look it up. But also, they said also that, like, even the got to give a quick shout out to Tina. Uh, uh, happy birthday, Tina. It was her 30th Oh, birthday. happy birthday, Tina. Yeah. Boop, boop, boop. <laughs> I think she can hear us. She says, <laughs> happy birthday to you. Happy birthday. Um, but they were saying even all these other governments, the only reason why these other governments even got involved in the drug war and went along with America was because it was, you know, they started doing this right after World War II when all these governments were fucking, you know, fucked up in the game. America was not, we were, that was probably the most powerful that we were at a certain time in life. Yeah, the That's 50s, man. Yeah, the 50s. Great. The 50s. So America went out there and said, listen, we're doing this fight on drugs. You're going to join it or we're going to cut funds to you. We're going to cut this to you. We're going to cut that to you. And they had no choice but to join along with it. They didn't want to. And once they joined along, the same way the violence started creating more and more violence in America, the same thing in those countries. They started having, getting more and more violent in those countries because of the laws that were made against them to stop them. And it's all nonsense because the truth of the matter is they're not going, grabbing people on the street and forcing needles in the vein or shoving shit in the nose or making them swallow anything. Drugs are done by people who want to do drugs. And they've been doing drugs since the beginning of man. Right. Drugs have always been around. And- There's never been a drug-free world ever, mm-hmm. ever. You know, yeah, man. I mean, there's um, there's talk about drugs in the Bible. So alcohol in the Bible. It's drugs, people. It's fucking drugs. I'm reading. I'm reading. Reading this book right now. Um, that has to do with the Eleusian mysteries, which is where like Socrates and Plato and all these guys were going to an island in Greece, and it was part of this like private club that had been going on for like thousands. They they think for like thousands of years. And it was this kind of hush-hush thing. And if you were in the know, you knew about it. But people around it did. But they would go there and they would drink, you know, some sort of wine that was mixed with, with mushrooms. And, and Oh, yeah, was- they were saying that in, um, even in this thing, they were saying that in uh, uh, Greece every year they had like a festival. Yeah. Sort of like the festivals that we throw where everybody fucking trips and fucking bugs out. They did that shit. They was nibbling on cocaine leaves and, and tripping on shit and drinking and they would get together in this big Coliseum and everyone would just party. You know what I'm saying? Like it's been around forever, forever, you know, and there's so many, so many uses for all drugs. I mean, you know, even ketamine, people talk about special K it has, you know, I've never done it. I don't have no, uh, I don't have no, uh, I don't know. It's not even, it doesn't even sound like anything I want to do, but you know, it's being used medically. It's being used medically for people with all kinds of mental issues and shit like that. So I think all drugs have some sort of a uh, positive thing if used correctly. Yeah. So here's actually, um, you know, and just you, like all drugs, I mean, even the doctor drugs, people, they kill you. Everything he, has side effects, man. Yeah. Here, here's a really interesting thing. I, I heard about this a couple of years ago. So, um, 
there's this team in the 70s, a uh, team of scientists who were uh, repairing mummy remains and they found uh, tobacco and cocaine. Yeah. Yep. I heard about that. And so that, that even says, so that, mean, that means th- these plants didn't grow on the African continent. So there, there was a transatlantic drug trade 10,000 years ago. Yep. So, I, dude, I, I was listening to this Rogan podcast the other day. Uh, he had this Uh-oh. guy, R- Randall Carlson, on there, who's like a, a historian. They were talking about Atlantis. But they were talking about this bigger theory that civilization has turned over multiple times. And at certain yeah. periods, like 12,000 years ago, there was a, an event, uh, either volcanic or, or, or meteorotic, that came down. Civilization, you know, was once thriving, concentrated down to a few thousand people and then started again in like Babylon. And that's what, that's what they think that Babylon was the center of, of, of where it all started again. I mean, if you believe in the ice age, that would be one right there. The ice age would be another time that the earth got tired of its, of the people annoying it. And, and it just wiped them out to less people. Yeah. There's, um, uh, uh, end of civilization. It happens, man. You know what happens? What are you going to do? <laughs> do some drugs and relax. Yeah, okay. So, uh, yeah, I got to try to gotta try, try to find this article. Um, I mean, it's so, all just bullshit at the end of the day, man. Yeah, there you was. Know, they just was, create stupid shit. Civilization. Uh, My son just sent me a text on his walk to work. A dude came up to him. He said he looked totally normal. He saw him sparking a blunt on the boardwalk, walking to work, and he asked to borrow his lighter. My son said, yeah. He said he fucking lit up and started smoking crack right there. <laughs> this, this is the text <laughs> I just got. He said fucking insane, laughing my fucking ass off. Was he, where he was on the boardwalk? On the boardwalk. Dude, that's fun. Speaking of drugs. <laughs> Dude, AC's wild, bro. AC's a fucking, it's a shithole. It really and is just a shithole. So you know, and just so you know, city. the drug laws were mainly created to find a way to arrest black and Spanish people. Correct. That's why they were created. Non-white people. Just non-white. 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 Yeah, yeah. Non-white. Um, because if you look at it, boom, crack. Look at crack. If you get caught with one rock of crack, Look at what look at what the what the the uh, repercussions are if you get caught with a rock or crack. How much time are you looking at? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll bring it up right now. Uh... Watch, you're gonna love this. If you don't know it already, you're gonna love this. You know, yeah. if you get caught with with, with with a crack rock. Especially in the 80s. All right, so oh it's called, it was called the Fair, the Fair Sentencing Act. was an act. Oh, this is a, a reduced the disparity. Yeah. But it was a 100 to 1 weight ratio. And now, it's an exactly. 18, and now it's an 18 to 1 ratio. Yeah, 100 to 1, which means one gram of cocaine was considered 100 grams. I mean, one gram crack. of crack yeah. is considered 100 grams of cocaine. 
And meanwhile, one gram of crack isn't even a gram of cocaine. Yeah. <laughs> There's baking soda in there. It's not even all cocaine. Well, okay, no, it, it, it cooks the minute, the minute you take that, if you're sitting on a gram of cocaine, you're looking at a fine and some probation for a gram of cocaine. But the minute you take that gram and cook it, the same gram and you cook it into crack, you are now looking at a life sentence. Yeah, according to the data, 79% of the sentenced crack offenders were black, where only 10% were white and 10% were Hispanic. Mm -hmm. But the powder cocaine charges were 17% white, 28% black, 53% Hispanic. Uh, well, you know, the Puerto Rican, the Spanish people, we love that cocaine, boy. They love that cocaine. You know, but I'm just saying, man, the minute you cook it, and why is that? Because if you, you know, white dudes ain't in there cooking crack. Some are. I mean, a white dude is who taught me how to cook it, but they're not out there fucking cooking it. They're buying it. Someone else is cooking it. But the minute you cook it, 100 times worse. You wow, know, bro. It really is crazy. And I don't get how they call it. You know, they say, oh, it's cheap. It's not cheap. It's not cheap. You buy one little rock for fucking $10. You smoke it, it's gone, and you're going to want another one. It's not cheap. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it's instead of, you know, it's like if you paid for cocaine by the bump. You know what I'm saying? That's basically what it is. If someone was out there selling cocaine bumps, they would say it's cheap because you can go and for $10 get a bump. But the thing is, once he takes that bump, he's going to come back for another bump. No one's going to take one bump. Yeah, I always say cocaine is, it, it goes like this. Like, before you get the coke, you're super excited about getting the coke. You get the Coke, you do the Coke. And while you're on the Coke, you're trying to figure out how you can get, get more, more coke. coke. Yeah, and you keep doing Coke to try to figure out how you can get more Coke. And that's how it goes. Yeah. And cracks the same way. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. See, yeah. I don't like drugs. I don't like that shit, I, bro. I don't like drugs that when you do it the whole time, you're thinking about how to get more of those drugs. Well, that's what, I mean, that's what Like those, while you're on it, yeah. you know? Cocaine is one of those things. You can't even enjoy yourself. You go to the club, you know, your boy's holding it. Then he goes, I'm going to go to the bathroom. And now you're like, I'm going to go to the bathroom. I'll be right back. You don't even have to use the bathroom. You just want to make sure your boy ain't sniffing all your cocaine. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, it's horrible. It's horrible. The, the best way to do coke is just in your house with a pile of it. <laughs> yeah. And, a, yeah. and maybe a friend or two, you know. Yeah, maybe, maybe a friend. <laughs> <laughs> maybe a friend. But not, a friend but, but not a friend who really likes to, likes to do it, you know. Yeah, not a friend that likes cocaine. Just a friend who doesn't mind you doing it. That's the biggest that. opposite between cocaine and marijuana. Yeah. Marijuana, you want to share. You're like, hey, I got a blunt. Yeah, mushrooms. You want to go smoke a blunt? Mushrooms, the psychedelics, that kind of stuff. It's like, here, man, just take this. This is, yeah, this yeah, is for you. Yeah, this, yeah, is, yeah. this is some good weed I have. This, you you see have your this. boy, you go, yo, dude, I got a blunt. You want to smoke a blunt? And they go, yeah. With cocaine, you don't offer it. Your boy goes, you got any cocaine? And then even then, you'd be like, <laughs> like nah, dog. Nah, nah, dog. I gotta. Go. <laughs> <laughs> then he's like, "Bro, I, dog, come on, bro. I know. Why, well, dude? You're sniffling. It's Lakata. Come on, bro. I, 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 well, I, I, I know, bro. It's me. Come on. <laughs> come on, let's go. And then you're like, "All right, all right, all right. I got twenty on it, bro. Here, I got. I'll give you. I'll give you twenty. Will that make it better? Will that make you feel better? Yeah, about all right, it? Yeah. Let's go yeah. Take a bump real quick, but don't do it all. <laughs> I'm looking. There's a line. I made a line in the bag." Dude. I don't like to share the cocaine. 
Oh man, man. One of one of my friends, I'm not, I'm not gonna say his name, but we used to do all this shit together. And when me and him would bust down lines, bro, it was always the funniest conversation. Like, nah, bro, that nah, come on, dude. Are you fucking serious? <laughs> it's amazing how those lines get smaller and smaller as you get closer to the end, too. <laughs> start with these big banging lines, and then they start getting shorter and shorter. Then by the end, you got like this much, and you're making these little these little bumps, trying to make that shit last. Looking for everything you I remember back in the day, we learned the hallway. You should never sniff cocaine on album covers. Oh, people nowadays get, don't have to worry about that. Yeah, because it probably gets in there, right? Yeah, you need to see the album. And then what, the game. what happens is the more you scrape it too, you're scraping the, the album cover. Oh, uh, yeah, okay. So what happens is when it gets to the end and you see the white and you start trying to scrape that white, you're scraping the album cover and you're sitting there sniffing a whole bunch of paper and, and ink. You're better off just taking the album cover. That's what you're better off doing. Oh man. Oh man, drugs are drugs are fucking dumb sometimes, man. They really are. I mean, I had some. I had some fun. Laws, I, I had some fun. It's the laws though. that make them dumb. You know what I'm saying? Why do people sniff cocaine in bathrooms? Because you can't throw it on the table in the restaurant. Right. I'm sure they'd rather do it on the table in the restaurant. Um, you know what I'm saying? They'd rather just sit there before the food comes, dump some out, cut it up, boom, take some lines, and wait for your food. But you can't do that, so you got to go into the bathroom. It's a glamorous drug. Cocaine is glamorous. <laughs> oh, man. All right, but the I truth wanna... of the matter is, you think about it, in the 80s, right? If cocaine was as bad as they want everybody to really think it was in the 80s, it was, it was as bad as everybody says it was. Studio 54 was pumping it through their fucking vents. You know, like, that's something people don't know. My mother used to go to Studio 54. I told my mother, you, you did cocaine. She was like, no, I didn't. I've never done it. I said, you went to Studio 54. It's a fact. They used to pump it through the, through the vents to give everybody in there a little feel of euphoria. And why do you think everybody kept wanting to come back? They had them addicted to the club. That's genius. It's fucking genius. But if you think about it, if it was as bad as they say it was, then really nobody from the 80s should even still be around. You know what I'm saying? Like whoever was like my age in the 80s, they shouldn't be around. But there's mad people around from the 80s. They didn't all die off. That's the same thing I talk about now with all these numbers that we get of people dying. Where's the fucking shortage? Everybody I know is still here. No, yeah, dude, every, every store I go into, I gotta wait in a fucking line. <laughs> Dude, I'm today Dunkin' Donuts, man. Dinner. That uh, line was tight. I didn't even want to go, but I woke up so late. I had to go to Dunkin' Donuts. The line was so tight. And then I'm sitting there, and I'm trying not to think about it. I'm playing my little candy crush. And I see the person walk away. They walk away from the from the front, and I'm about to walk up. I saw them walk away. I'm about to walk up. Right by. Uh, they're open. I turn around. I'm like, yeah, I know. The fuck? They just walked away. I'm not moving fast enough for you, dog. But I digress. And I didn't say anything. I just looked at him. I said, I know. And I just went and took care of my shit. But I wanted to go do it. What the fuck? I'm not moving fast for you. The light just changed. You already beeping your horn? Right. <laughs> Stupid fuck. People were cranky, especially in the morning before coffee, you know? I was cranky like a motherfucker, man. I didn't get a good night's sleep at all last night, man. Mm -mm. I don't know why. I just did it. Partying a bit? Were you, G? No, man. I, I was asleep early yesterday, man. I just 
I fell asleep great, just didn't mm-hmm. stay asleep great. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, dude, I hear that, I, I hear that happens when you get older, right? When, when you're older, you soul, only sleep man. for three or four hours a night consistently. Trouble spirit. Oh, fuck yourself, man. All right? I had a bad sleep, man. There's things going on in my brain. How about that? That's how much you care, you know? And maybe I'm just a little stressed and uh, finding it hard this to is, sleep this at night. Is, see, you can really tell that G's in a bad mood, people, because, you know, usually he'll, he'll roll with the jokes, but, you know, when he can't take it and he's feeling a little sensitive, no, he goes, he goes right on the defense. He's like, maybe there's something going on inside of me, you know? <laughs> you're, not, you're not being emotionally available for me, Brian. I don't need your emotions, bitch. I, dude, I'll I be just, here. I'll, I'll be here for you, G. I'll, I'll, I'll be the little, I'll be the little shoulder to cry on, man. You come right here. You can... I can't even reach your shoulder. So I'll come down. I'll, uh, I'll get, I'll get on my knees, man, and and lower the shoulder. Yeah, you your knees. So my dick. Oh man, well, how ladies do we and gentlemen, Gary week? G Garcia. Everybody. How do we do this every week? How was it? We still got a fucking show that anyone even fucking listens to. Yeah, my daughter. Big up to my daughter Jasmine. Um, she. I just found out she watches every episode. She said the last one with the fetishes was a little hard for her to watch. <laughs> I'm sure. I said. I say you do know they weren't my fetishes. They were the top ten fetishes in the United States, man. It's not. <laughs> they're not mine. Um. <laughs> oh man. But yeah, big up to you. You know. Um. And my son just turned 25. Oh, big up. Shout out. So big up, big up to you, Sam. He watches the special the shit. You know, I'm like, I don't like to give no promotions. Ah, shit, a cup of coffee, too. Oh, yeah, we just uh, yeah. we just dropped an episode, too. You know. I forgot. Our Joe Rogan episode just came out right now. Joe Rogan, they're going at him hard, man. Dude. They, they're going at him hard. They couldn't get him the one way. Now they're going deep to try to get him the other way. You know, and talk about out of con. I don't doubt, listen, people, I, I know the game. I know how it goes. You can't say the word. You know, you can't say the word. But I watched the video of the compilation. You can't be more out of context than that fucking video. I know, you know what they're doing is showing the word. They're not even showing the context at all in which it was said. They're just like, yeah. N-word, 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 N-word. And you say N-word, 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 N-word. Yeah, you can't get more out of context than that. Not to say that it's all right, people. Don't get me wrong. Don't go jumping on my dick now. Like, oh, geez. Yeah, I defend anybody. Look, there's a freedom of speech. And the thing, you know, content. Once again, context. What's the context of what he's trying to say? I mean, dude, you, you, know, could, easily, to- you could easily chop shit up to make me and you look like horrible oh, people. Dude, we're and done. not hard either. Not we're hard. We're done. We're done. You know what I'm saying? Anyone listening to me who likes me, man, if, 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 if you're going to be offended, listen, I think I'm an open book. I don't think you'd be too offended. You know, if you saw, you found out G was in a fucking peep show jerking his bird, you know, and he got busted. Well, you know, G always talks crazy shit. Not that I would, because I don't do peep shows. But I'm just saying, you know, like in other words, I'm an open book. But they could easily go back. Every episode I say something that's probably, in, you know, fucked up. The thing that has been really nice to see, man, is is Rogan. As he got big, he helped out a lot of people that he that he believed in. You know, had him on his show, and those people have like uh, have come. Do they've come to his support? A lot of these these fighters come to his support, like publicly. It's it's good to I see. I mean, so he said the word. It's a mistake. He shouldn't have said it. You know and what he, I'm saying? And, and listen to the video that that he put out. No, he, sh- he shouldn't have said it. Yeah. I'm not trying to say it's okay for him to say, to say it, but I am going to say that I don't think we should shut the motherfucker down because at the end of the day, do you think he's a racist? 
That's the question then. Do you think even in, in the wrong of him saying the word, do you think in that he's a racist? I don't think he's a racist. I don't think there's anyone that could say they do other than these idiots who are going to sit there and you know watch compilation and be like, oh, he said it 37 times in a row. <laughs> you do realize that's a bunch of different, You do realize he wasn't just sitting there going, Emmer, 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 you know what I'm saying? Like, whatever, man. People, nobody's perfect, you know? Let he who never said anything stupid in their fucking life be the first to cast a stone. You know, we all say stupid shit. Yeah, man, it's, you know? it's, um... and, and, and it's like he said, it's like we said, you could easily get, look, this what we do here. We don't plan what we do at all. We come here, we bullshit. We hope that it's an interesting conversation. I never know. We end this shit. I'm always like, dude, do you think that was a good conversation? Do you think you get caught up in a conversation and you forget that you're recording shit for everybody to hear. And you say some, some shit every now and then. Everybody does it. You know what I'm saying? Behind yep. closed doors, man, everybody does it. We come, we take the risk to put our shit out there in the open. It's a risk, especially nowadays. You know? Mm-hmm. Dude, I stand, I, stand, I stand by what I say, bro. And if anybody has a problem with me for, for the viewpoint. Suck my No, bro. Like, just come, come talk to me. We're not unreasonable people. Me, me, me or you, you know? And you heard that people Brian just said, if you have a problem with anything he said, come at him. All right? Come um, at him. The, he said he'll knock you the fuck out if you don't like what he's saying. Dude, look, he's flexing on you right now. He said, I will bury you in my armpit hairs like this. Oh, I'll grab you by your face. Oh, 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 oh. I'll give you a knuckle give sandwich. You, give you the old Italian beard. <laughs> you ever have the Italian beard? I'll give him a noogie. <laughs> You just get a, a nice little head, little head rub. Um, but man, I mean, people who said that shit about him, they've never listened to him. They've never listened to his show. They never listened to the guy for three hours. I've listened to him for probably hundreds, oh, hundreds of hours, easily hundreds of hours. I've listened to, I've listened to the show. I mean, he's the main reason. If you don't why like I, him, don't listen to the show. Of course. You know what I'm saying? Don't listen to the show. Stop trying to destroy. Listen, people, what do you think is going to happen? Yo, honestly, when, we got to talk about the real problem because the real problem is the reason that they're going after this dude is because his ratings are smoking everybody else's. Smoking, smoking traditional news media. Well, yeah, no one's coming after us. Yeah, no one's coming after <laughs> us because we don't, have, we, don't have, we don't have a big enough following. Yeah, no one's coming after care. us. But what's this happening is the freest is Rogan, we're ever going to be. It, Rogan, it, Rogan is taking... He's taking eyeballs off all these people and he's calling yeah. them out and he's bringing people onto his show like Sanjay Gupta, who is this, uh, you know, the CNN uh, COVID, COVID guy. And, he, and he's having a tough conversation with this guy and the guy thought he was going to walk all over him, you know, and they're pissed. And that, oh, I mean, yeah, yeah. When he brought that dude on. Yeah, dude, they're fucking, that dude looks stupid. They're, they're pissed about it, bro. And they're trying to do whatever they can to frame the guy in a bad light. Yo, what, yeah. he, said, what he said was wrong. He, 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 don't even take my word for it. Just watch the video he put out after all this shit happened. And just take it from take it take it from there. Make your own, make your own opinion on it. If you want to believe the fucking you know slander and and, and bullshit that they're trying to do to this guy, man, it's just it's wrong. It's really fucking wrong. I think there's a fucking. I think there's like a war going on outside my window right now, man. I'm just really? hearing all types of screaming and yelling. Yeah, go see what's going on. The, cop, the cops are there all the time, dude. All the time. I get disco lights every night in my fucking living room. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? They're there all the time, you know? The other day, Crenshaw, across the street, I live across the street from Crenshaw, dude. They have, you know, you. if you ever want to know if you're in a bad neighborhood, don't necessarily look at the house. The house will fool you. Look at, look at the front yard. 
if you see an actual couch, if you see a real couch, not an outdoor couch, but a couch with like a fucking coffee table in their front yard, welcome to Crenshaw. Fucking, they got, fucking, they got like regular furniture in their front yard, in their front yard. It's not even nice, like, you know, it's, looks like the weather's been hitting it for a while. And they, uh, they came the other night, they were dragging the chick out the window. The cops? They were pulling her out the window. Yeah, they come there, there across the street and up the block. Every night. You gotta start getting out there with the camera, bro. Every night. I did out. actually, I did, I do got some video of them uh, kicking in the door one time. <laughs> I did. I was out the window videotaping it. You know, I want to see if they shoot anybody. You know, but they didn't. So that's why I never posted the video. <laughs> Dude. Oh man. Life is a crazy thing, yo. Oh gee, man. Yeah, but um, it's wild. It's wild out here. <laughs> it's wild everywhere, though. What are you gonna do, man? It's wild out here. In no. Lake City, it's fucking nuts right now. Yeah, I, be I believe everything. I, I believe it. Everything's a little crazy right now, but you know, man, that's what happens. Everything is seasons. You know, winter is winter is here. Winter is here. People don't think it is because February right now it's nice. Right outside, it's like fifty. It's uh, it's like eighty. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm hearing a dude yelling and a chick screaming right now, like she's being pulled down the block by her hair. Really? Go see, bro. Go see. Go see. Nah, Get him on the show, bro. Get him on the show. Nah, I don't want him. I don't want him in my crib. <laughs> That's true. Get him I understand. On the show. Yeah, I understand that. <laughs> yeah, I hear a lot of cursing and shit. So uh, let them do their thing. They'll handle it. Yeah, they'll figure it out, man. They got to cover. You know? They got it covered. What they need to do is smoke a blunt. And then they'll relax and they'll talk, you know? You know, or some cocaine. Maybe they should get together and do some cocaine. That could always escalate the situation real fast. Like, instead of dragging, Good. you know, a bad relationship out for a long period of time, just get a bunch of coke together and you'll, you'll expedite the process. You'll hate each yeah. other by, by, like, you know, 2.30, 3 in the morning. Yeah, man. You know, and if your relationship's going through some rocky fucking shit and you don't know how to communicate, sit down, do Somali. The both of you will share everything. Mm -hmm. You'll be telling each other shit you don't even want to know. Stuff you know what I'm saying? Even, you didn't even know. Yeah, you'll be sharing shit you didn't even know about yourself. You know, that's how you get closer. It's true. That Molly shit was made to be a uh, true serum. Yeah, and it works. It works. It works well. Works well, boy. You you start talking on that Molly, boy. You share everything. You can't not like it. It's impossible. You can't. I mean, not. you can, but then that means you're probably a miserable human being who has no serotonin flowing through their body at all. <laughs> <laughs> you're just a serotoninless, yeah, depleted blob of shit in this world, man, with no serotonin in you. You know what I'm saying? That's when you look at a dude be like, I look through your whole soul, son. There's no serotonin in you. You fucking miserable bastard. Oh, man. Dude, we talked about some cool shit on this episode. I wanted to get back to something. Um, so um, this, was, this was called the Toba catastrophe, right? 
So Tuba catastrophe. What was it like a to- band? No, Toba. T O B A. I'm just fucking with you, dog. It was. It was around seventy-five thousand years ago in Indonesia. There was a a, a volcano. I don't believe it already. Okay. Well, it, seventy-five thousand years ago. I don't believe it already. Now, go ahead. I'm just saying. So it, it's uh, again, again, any any history really over like a hundred years is is kind of just theory because we don't know. We don't really? know, but we do know this: that that these people giving us this story, they won. They won. Well, that's no, why so, this is the story that's out there because history goes to the winner. So, what happened was this volcan- vo- volcano erupted and created something called like a like a nuclear winter, or like a, vo- a volcanic winter. Because what happens is these volcanoes let off so much ash and release so much stuff into the atmosphere, dude, that it comes the, down like snowflakes and shit. Right. It comes down, but as it, it goes up and out, it will get suspended in the earth's gravity, you know, and it will stay until it dissipates, which, which can take thousands of years. Right. And there've been events that have happened like this over the billion years that the planet has been formed, you know, like meteor, meteor, meteor impacts, volcanic eruptions, you know, tectonic plate shifting, volcanic under the sea floor. Like, see now, everything he's saying could be misinformation. Well, if you believe the Earth is just sharing, if you believe that the Earth sharing. is flat and it doesn't have a molten center core, then all the stuff I'm saying doesn't doesn't make a fucking difference to you. But that's not for those. I people. mean, I can still believe the Earth is round and just think everything he's saying is bullshit. Either way, right. I mean. I'm just saying, you know, it could all be so, misinformation. So, we don't know. So it's anyway, you know, 75,000 years ago, there were humans in our form on Earth in some sort of, they were living. We don't know how many there were. We don't know any of the civilization names. We don't know what ethnic groups they were. We just know that we have bones. You know, we have bones. I'm going to go evidence. out on a limb and say there was definitely Puerto Ricans. Um, Even though we do know Puerto Ricans do not live in the future in space because we all watch Star Trek. And there's not one Puerto Rican. The Asians make it, the blacks make it, the whites make it. No Puerto Ricans make it. I think it's just because it's, it's, it's but, too cold, probably. It's but probably, I, probably did watch, I did watch Star Trek on the Spanish channel, Channel 47. So our language stays alive. They do know Spanish. There's just no Spanish people. <laughs> well, they're you know, from Spain. I saw it on Channel 47, and they were all talking Spanish. But there wasn't one Puerto Rican there. All right, so back back to the eruption, right? So after that what this, we were talking about. Yeah, after this eruption, the population on Earth got down to like three, like in, in between three and ten thousand people is the estimate. So it went from being however many, they're not sure, but concentrated down to this three thousand, and then expanded from that, and then contracted from that, expanded and contracted, and that's what civilization, like like the Does. human, has been doing back and forth. Like we have these cave drawings. And those cave draw- drawings correlate with the end of the last like ice age and like some other events and shit like this, you know, yeah. like, you know, 15,000 years ago, there were woolly mammoths everywhere and all this megafauna and all that shit's gone now, you know, allegedly. But I mean, they say that too in that, in that, in that movie, they were saying that they found drawings and caves and shit that, 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 uh, you know, correlate to the fact that they were doing drugs. You know, back then they have like drawings of them yeah, doing man, drugs. I mean, you know, they got like pictures of cavemen smoking crack pipes. Like, dude, there's. there's <laughs> I mean, we were talking. We were talking you about. See, the- you see a drawing of a bunch of cavemen, stick figures sticking like, <laughs> sticking needles in their arm, and they're like, "Look, they were doing drugs back then." You know what I'm saying? Um. But yo, like, yeah, with those mummies, they had, they had, they had tobacco. Uh, they had cocaine. And they had hash in them. Yeah. 
all, yeah. the, the hash and, and the weed they could get from over there, but the, the, the tobacco and, and cocaine, those are North American plants. They didn't, they didn't grow anywhere else, but in North and South America, you know, Western yeah. hemisphere shit. They didn't, they didn't grow out there. It's, um, it's so interesting to, to think about, man. I really like all that like ancient history stuff because it's really kind of fiction also. Because yeah, you'll, never, you'll, you'll never know. So it's like you never you, really know. You can get lost in just in just talking and thinking about it. And it's just it's Yeah, you never really and it's funny because I'm not gonna lie, I never I never questioned history. Yeah. I never questioned it. I was like, oh, that's history. It's happened, someone wrote about it. That's what it is. Man, I, I you know, and then you hear misinformation, but no one ever, you know, so think about how much misinformation we were taught in school. Just dude. about you know, um, um, I, I remember Christopher this, Columbus. Yes. So there was a whole lot of misinformation coming out of, about us, uh, the teacher's mouths about Christopher Columbus. We get you the know? day off. You got the day off. You learned about him the entire week before and you would get a day off in remembrance and in thanks of Christopher Columbus for discovering America. And from my understanding, I don't think he ever touched foot actually on America, right? Uh, I don't know that. I don't know if that's true or not. I don't think I don't think he actually ever really stepped foot on America. I think he like found the islands and shit right outside of it, which is all considered part of America now. Anyway, if I'm correct. <laughs> yeah, just say did did Christopher Columbus ever step foot on American ground? On America. I don't think he did. Uh, he was the first European to sight the Bahamas archipelago and later on uh the DR and, and Haiti. Uh subsequent voyage and went farther south to central. No, he never got even close uh well, I mean, if he went to the Bahamas, he was close to the U.S., but he went south. Yeah, but he's credited as discovering the United the U.S., right? He's, yeah. he's credited as discovering well, America. The, the Americas. The Americas. Yeah. yeah. Well, whatever it is, he only went to fucking Bahamas. Yeah, south. <laughs> and like South America and shit like that. But that's yeah, what I'm they saying, thought all man. the gold was, bro. Like, you know, there's, there's a really, uh, like, huge argument and a lot of actual legitimate data that there was – advanced civilizations in Central and South America as far as like 10,000, 15,000 years ago, maybe even longer. So advanced and they couldn't sustain. Well, you know, it could have been stuff beyond their control, man. I mean, if, if, if they would have looked up, well, and see that, if they would have looked up, don't look up. If they would have looked up, maybe they would have seen that media coming. But man, that's, that's, what's going to happen to us. At some point, it may not be when we're here, but that's what's going to happen. You know, I used to always think nothing is going to be when I'm here. Like, I believed all the shit they say is going to happen back. And they're like, you know, when I started getting into shit, I'm like, oh, wow, you know, shit's going to lick off. But I didn't think I'd be around for any of it. And here we are. Boom. We're at, we're at the start of the licking off. No homo. Yeah, hey, man. I mean, even like, you know, wildfires, like, uh, you know, those. The, they're those wild. Western- these Australian fires, uh, the stuff they have out in California, like, yeah, we're not on a. Um, everyone likes to even find a person who starts a wildfire. I know they're not all started. You know, sometimes it's just a thing of you know, yeah, lightning and and dry lightning weather. or yeah, dry, dry weather or whatever yeah. like that. I remember when I went to New Mexico, they said you couldn't uh, smoke cigarettes outside, and if you flick your cigarette out the window, that you know that's a crime because it was so dry it hadn't rained. In yeah. like weeks, so they were telling everybody, you know, don't smoke outside, don't, you know what I'm saying? But there's sometimes where a person starts a wildfire, right? Either on accident or, or maybe purposefully, purposefully on accident. But how do they find that person? 
Isn't that crazy? Because they usually find, like, they'll find that motherfucker. They'll be like, we arrested this person for starting the war. How did you? Did someone, probably a rat. Someone always got a rat. Well, no, dude, they have fire investigators, man. And those dudes, can they can figure that shit out. Like, fire follows, like, a path. And there's, like, a, I don't know. They, like, you know, find the source. They can do that shit. Yeah, but I watched Forensic Files, dude, and I saw I saw fire investigators put a family in uh, jail because they said that they lit the fire in the house themselves to kill their baby. And they put him in jail. And it wound up that uh, another fire investigator came and said, nah, this shit started naturally. Wow. And he was able to prove that it started naturally. You know. What is, what um, is proof was just by convincing people that you're right? Uh, well, he was able to replicate. He was able to replicate the fire. And it doesn't mean that's what happened. Much, oh, no, it doesn't. It doesn't mean that's what happened. But it does make more sense. When you when when you uh, put it with their story, mm-hmm. it does make more sense. See, that's what I'm saying. Even with like science, people get so so caught up on science. But even when you watch, like in any in any case, they bring a professional. The defense has a professional. Mm-hmm. Prosecution has a professional. They both go up, right? The prosecution says scientifically, this dude had to have done it. Mm-hmm. Then the defense brings this dude in the same field who's a professional, you know, who's considered the same levels of profession, and he'll come up and say, no, the evidence says he couldn't have done it. Right. That alone, the minute that two professionals can't agree on it, Mr. isn't that reasonable doubt? Yeah, reasonable doubt, yeah. yeah. I'm telling you, I would be a great lawyer. Because I'd be like, listen, forget about what you think. Forget about what they said. Our two professionals can't even agree on it. Yeah. If that's not reasonable doubt, people, I don't know what is. Then I drop the fucking mic. Rest my case, people. And I sit down. I rest my case. And I sit down. I put my hand. <laughs> if I was a lawyer, that's how I would rest all my cases. I would talk all my shit and be like, if that's not that, then I don't know what is. Ladies and gentlemen of the jury, I rest my case. <laughs> And then you immediately just take a nap. <laughs> and I just look at the judge. <laughs> Sir, can you please take your baseball cap off? I've been telling you all fucking day. <laughs> oh, gee. Oh, man. Are you on the shows tonight or what? What do you got going on? Uh, yes, I'm on the show. I'm on the shows every fucking night from here on to summer. Can I get some like. stage time, bro? You talk to Bridgestone, and maybe I'll uh, I'll come back up and do a. We should do a live show, man. You want to do that? Let's get, let's get, talk to Bridgestone. Get a, get a live a live show. Get a live rated G show popping off. Yeah, I'll I'll fly up. Set up on stage. Yeah. Set up on the bar. Have a crowd there. Yeah. Yep. I'll get yeah, a, down. I'll get a do computer. An early show like that. I could uh you know get I could Google stuff and then put it on the big screen back there. If they let fun. us. Well, yeah. If they let us. <laughs> if, they, if they let us we do we need to do an in-person uh yeah i'm down to do a live thing that would be fucking dope yeah i'm down to do anything man yeah. at least once i'll try it <laughs> guys man i want to thank you for listening right what time is it what time do we start i don't know 12 30 i don't think we start until like 11 30 i don't know i gotta pee though so that's how i know the episode's almost over that's how you know when you got to pee. He has a little bladder. I do. I'm sorry, people. I do. 
Dude, the other day I took all my vitamins. I haven't been taking my vitamins. I took all my vitamins yesterday, starting to get back on my vitamin regimen and shit. And I forgot I took them. And then I went to go take a leak and it was so neon. <laughs> it could have lit up, it lit up the whole fucking bathroom. It was like, it was like when they opened up that case in Pulp Fiction. <laughs> it's like your toilet, your toilet seat comes my up and just glows. It's just, it's just, oh. I was like, what the fuck? I forgot I did all my vitamins. Guys, we want to thank y'all for listening, man. Without y'all, it'd still be us, but it wouldn't be as much fun. That's correct. You know? <laughs> Brian, anything to share this week? No, nah, man. Check us out. Uh, Rady G with Gary G Garcia and Brian Licata. Check me out at Brian the Video Guy. We got a Patreon. Get those subscriptions up. If we ever get to 10, I will bust that ass. Yeah, Brian. we'll hold it You know, he's hoping it doesn't happen till next year, though. This way I'm a little older and a little slower. That's what he thinks. He doesn't understand that the older I get, the stronger I am. You know, you better get those push-ups in, dog. Your you arms, look, hear, like, ladies your and arms look like you skipped. The only day. misinformation. <laughs> is- <laughs> it doesn't even make sense, bro. It's not even hysterical. <laughs> it is funny. <laughs> your arms look like they skipped leg day. That is fucking great. It's stupid, but I loved it. When I make myself laugh, then I know I'm still good at what I do. I don't care if you laughed at that. I loved it. Guys, you can follow me, Gary G. Garcia. You can catch me every Monday night in uh, New York City over at uh, the Grizzly Pair at the Not Quite Tuesday Midnight Show. And uh, every other day, you can catch me right now at AC. I got that show coming up over in uh, Queens next week. I'm posting it every day of the week. So uh, follow me, Gary G. Garcia, Instagram, Facebook. Uh, but Instagram is the better thing because that's really what I put my shit on. You yes, know, sir. check out the special, man. We just passed 2,500. Oh, fire, man. Awesome. That's yeah, all right, man. I mean, it's only been up there almost a year. But whatever, man. Tell your friends about it. Check it out. Gary G. Garcia, you did not see me here tonight. Free on YouTube. Um, other than that, man, we thank you for listening. It's another episode of Rated G. Gary G. Garcia and Brian Carter. Peace.